G'day and welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, episode number 61. I am your host, Jacob Andre, and today I am talking about how to manage your gym routine and when to change exercises. This question here is from one of our listeners, and it came through on Instagram. So if you would like to ask a question, which will be on one of these future fortnightly solo episodes, then please send me an email to info at jacobandre.com or a message through Instagram at jacob underscore Andre. So before I get into it, I want to talk about a quick free course, which I have available on my website over at jacobandre.com. It is all about running mechanics 101. So if you are an athlete looking to maximize your performance to succeed at the top level and running is a major part of your sport, then I highly recommend you get your hands on this course, get yourself into the course. You can get instant access by heading to jacobandre.com and signing up with your name and email. Inside this course, you are going to get uh, access to nine modules, which include biomechanics of running, posture and alignment, stride length and frequency, foot strike and arm swing, running drills and exercises, coming running injuries, plus nutrition for runners and mental strategies for runners. As I said, head on over to jacobandre.com to get access to that course. So this week, I'm talking, as I said, about how to manage your gym routines and when to change exercises. Now, when it comes to writing a gym program, the key is starting with the end in mind. You need to know where you're going. From there, you can work your way back as far as you want, but be aware of the requirements of your sport and ensure you systematically build these requirements until you reach your peak at the end. Now, what I like to do is I create this skeleton and I with that skeleton i've got everything through the different cycles which i'm going to talk about in a moment but it includes a whole bunch of exercises so i have exercises listed every exercise that i know of listed on a document and categorized based on movement and muscle groups and so as i work my way through developing a plan i start with the more regressed versions of an exercise and i build upon these ultimately becoming more complex as the uh program as the entire plan um, nears an end completion point so from there once i've added in those exercises based on that through that list i'll then add in the reps and sets depending on what the requirements of the sport are so i liken writing a training plan in a similar way to building a house and so let's just say you've got a builder comes in and i've got a whole bunch of tools those tools are like the exercises so a strength unit strength and conditioning coaches repertoire of exercises is like the tools in the toolkit of a builder. So it's about knowing which tools to use for which job and when to use them, when best to use them. So the more tools you've got at your disposal, so the more exercises you've got at your disposal, the better you can program or build your house, better you can program for somebody in order to build their body essentially and ultimately improve their performance. So when it comes to programming, you need to look at macro cycles, mesocycles, and microcycles. So every good plan consists of these. Macro cycles are typically months to years. Mesocycles are typically weeks to months. And micro cycles are typically days to weeks. So my macro cycles typically consist of a six-month pre-season and a six-month in-season. My mesocycles are typically three-month programs, and my microcycles are typically four-week phases. So they're monthly, and I call these phases. So it's a four-week phase. So my microcycles are phases, my mesocycles are programs, 
And then my macro cycles are seasons. And that's how I like to define it. Anyone can do it however they like to do, but this is how I do it. So when it comes to managing your gym pro, your gym routine and when to change exercises, the first thing you need to do is to create the layout. This is like laying the skeleton of how you're going to then implement all those exercises into. So you've got those three cycles, your macro cycle, your meso cycle, and your micro cycle. So this is how I like to do it. So you have your six month preseason, that's your macro cycle. And within that, I'll have two meso cycles. So I'll have program one and program two. So program one goes for three months. And within that, we'll have our micro cycles. So I'll have three micro cycles, which I call phases in that meso cycle. Stay with me here. So we have phase one micro cycle, which typically is called general physical preparedness, goes for four weeks. We then go into phase two, general physical preparedness two, and then phase three, general physical preparedness three. And that makes up our first half of the six month preseason, which is our first three months. And that's our th- program one, three month mesocycle. From there, we then move into program two. So our second mesocycle, also three months. And within that, we have phase four, five, and six. So remember these phases are monthly. So we have specific physical preparedness one, specific physical preparedness two, and specific physical preparedness three. And each one of them is four weeks each, ultimately building up to 12 weeks or three months. Then we move into the second part of the macro cycle, the in-season. And so that six-month in-season is our macro cycle. Same thing, we have program one, mesocycle, which goes for three months, and program two, mesocycle, which goes for three months. So you can see that these mesocycles, there's four of them, they go for three months each, three, six, nine, 12, 12 months. So in our second macro cycle, our in-season macro cycle, the program one is three months and we have our micro cycles, which is phase one, general competition one, phase two or month two of the in-season program, general competition two, and phase three, general competition three, each one of them being four weeks each, a month each. Then we have program two of in-season, so the second half of in-season, and it's the same thing, phase four, but this is now called specific competition one, phase five, which is specific competition two, and phase six, which is specific competition three. So just to quickly recap, we have two seasons, pre-season and in-season, each goes for six months. Each one of these seasons has a program, so we have a mesocycle, so four programs. So program one goes for three months, program two goes for three months. So first half and second half of preseason. Then we move into in-season and we have program one and program two. So first half and second half of in-season uh, programming. And each one of those mesocycles or three month programs is broken down into phases, which are monthly. And we have phase one, three to six. So six months of preseason. The preseason is general physical preparedness, and the second half of preseason is specific physical preparedness, building up for the season starting. Then in season, we then have the same thing, program one and program two, first half and second half of in season. The first half of in season is general competition and the second half of, pre, of in season is specific competition. So ultimately it takes us through it, uh, an entire 12 month program from day one of preseason through to the end point, which if it's a sport like football, it would be our grand final day. If it's an event like running, then it would be our competition day. So once you've got your skeleton or you've created your layout, 
with those three cycles, the macro cycle, mesocycle, and micro cycle, it's time to now add in the exercises. And as I said, I take my exercises from a list. I've written all the exercises that I know of, and I'm always adding new exercises to this as I learn new exercises. It's an ongoing learning process. I've been doing this for over 20 years, but I'm still always learning new things. So I'm always adding new exercises. And those exercises are classified depending on the movement. So it might be squatting pattern, hinging pattern, pushing, pulling, whatever it might be. So if we look at the seven fundamental movements of human movement, we have got bracing, which is foundational to the other six. Then we've got squatting, lunging, and hinging, which are our lower body, pushing and pulling, which are our upper body, and then rotation. And pushing and pulling can both be sub broken down into vertical and horizontal. So vertical pushing, like a shoulder press, horizontal pushing, like a bench press, vertical pulling, like a wide grip pull-up and horizontal pulling like a seated row. So you've got the two different versions within the pushing and pulling. And as I said, the number seven is rotation. I don't know if I mentioned it, but number seven is rotation. And that's the last one. So we've got uh, bracing, squatting, lunging, hinging, pushing, pulling, and rotation. And so if we liken this to a house, you know, obviously it's starting to sound like I love my building analogies here, but the brace is kind of like your slab of concrete, which you lay down first, and then from there. And so there's all different exercises. So you're bracing and you're, you're, you're bracing is a movement. You're squatting is a movement. Your lunging is a movement. So these are all movements. But then each one of them has exercises within that. It's kind of like a Lego set where you buy the box and you see the picture of the finished product on the box. That box with the entire scene that you're going to build from with that box is like your movement. And each individual Lego piece are like your exercises. And so you can then regress those exercises to more simple versions that anyone can do. And then you build upon that and you make them more complex through to the most complex. So you uh, progress those movements to more complex versions. So I like to break up, uh, I'll classify all of my exercises based on those seven fundamental movements. And sometimes also by muscle group, depending on uh, how I need to use those exercises in a program. So each workout has a focus and I typically start each workout with two main lifts. It might be, say, for example, bench press and squats. It might be shoulder press and deadlift, for example. And so these are usually compound lifts and compound lifts just mean multiple muscles, multiple muscle groups. So you're using um, a whole bunch of muscle groups in one. And so they're mainly your, your big lifts. Um, the four most basic big lifts, as I've just mentioned, are bench press, shoulder press, squats and deadlifts. But the, as you become more... Uh, progressed with those exercises they move into things like clean and press and snatches and stuff like that at the high end the more complex versions of those exercises and you're starting to get full body um, power sort of exercises this is then followed in the workout by a range of accessory exercises which may be compound or isolated so they're accessory exercises which means that they kind of support what you're doing in the main lifts They may be compound in that you're using multiple muscle groups or they may be isolated in that they're using single muscle groups. So for example, a sissy squat might be an example of an accessory exercise, which is compound because you're using multiple muscles. So you're using your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings and an isolated exercise, for example, might be a uh, single leg isometric hold for the hamstring or it might be a single leg leg curl. That's where you just targeting that single muscle, the hamstring, or it might be, for example, um, a single leg or even double leg 
uh, leg extension where you're targeting the quad muscle. So isolated meaning that you're targeting one muscle or one group of muscles. Obviously, the quad's made up of four muscles, the hamstring is made up of three. So that's an isolated exercise, which is where you're using one muscle, the quads, the hamstrings, the biceps, the triceps, whatever. Okay, then number three is you're going to then add in the reps and sets. So typically the volume, which is volume is reps times sets. So you can have, say, three sets of 12, which is 36 reps in total. You might also have, for example, um, six sets of six, which is also 36. So you can have your volume made up in different ways depending on what you're trying to achieve out of the session. So your volume is your reps time sets. So typically your volume is higher in preseason depending on the sport and progressively comes down until we reach the final phase of in-season. This can be a little bit fiddly um, as, I try to f- as I'm trying to find the right balance for each phase. So often as I'm programming it, I do need to kind of go back and forth a little bit um, just to figure out how, it's gonna, how those reps and sets are going to fit best for that phase that you're in, but also for the exercise that you're specifically trying to achieve. So in summary, knowing how to manage a gym routine when it Um, and when to change exercises is a complex process that I have learned and practiced for over 20 years and continue to practice to this day. An effective strength and conditioning coach is one who keeps an open mind and is willing to learn constantly. And there's always more to learn. That's the one thing that I've learned is that there's always more to learn. So this process of learning how to do this is something, as I said, that I've been constantly refining over my 20 plus years in this industry working in sport and fitness and it's something that I will continue to refine forever and ever until I stop doing this work so it can be quite difficult but it's something which I really am passionate about and absolutely love doing so if you've got any questions about how to manage your gym routine and when to change exercises then please feel free to reach out send me an email to info at jacobandre.com or head on over to Instagram and send me a direct message there. My Instagram handle is Jacob underscore Andre. And at this point, I'd love to know also, what are you training for? So reach out to me on one of those two ways and let me know what are you training for? So this has been a episode, which is a question from our audience. I have absolutely really enjoyed looking into this. I've actually done this as a blog as well. So you can head on over to my website at jacobandre.com and read the article. Uh, And while you're there, as I mentioned at the start, there's a free course there for you to get instant access on Running Mechanics 101. As I said at the start, you're gonna learn everything from biomechanics of running through posture and alignment to stride length and frequency, foot strike and arm swing, running drills and exercises, coming running injuries, as well as nutrition for runners and mental strategies for runners. It's on the homepage as soon as you hit jacobandre.com and you can sign up and get instant access to that course. And if you'd like to know anything else, please reach out to me by email or on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on this episode and I'll be back next week with a new topic. Enjoy yourself. Good luck with your training and I'll speak to you soon.